Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasuli Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ma'in amma ba'd. Fa'audu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Sabbih isma rabbika al-a'la. Al-ladhi khalaqa fasawwa. Wal-ladhi qaddara fahada. Wal-ladhi akhraja al-mar'a. <coughs> so my dear brothers and sisters, inshallah today I'm going to teach uh, two surahs, Surah Al-A'la and the one after that, Surah Al-Ghashiyah. And before starting these two surahs, uh, you know, one thing I would like to emphasize here in, is uh, that in Alhamdulillah we have come here to learn the Quran, to learn uh, the basic book of the guidance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the guidance in the Quran. And there is no book which can teach people the guidance better than the Quran. It is a book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his own words. It is a complete book of the guidance. You know, it has full arguments, you know, proper teachings. Uh, if anybody wants to get the guidance, then nothing better than this book. But one thing important for this book is, for the guidance, that people need to learn the book and people need to understand it and think properly. Quran actually keeps telling that you, know, you have to think about you know, what you are learning. So thinking, understanding, making effort. You know, the companions of the Prophet sometimes they used to spend 10 years just to learn Surah Al-Baqarah. Now you can see in our time, you know, children of 7 years, they become half They know the Quran by heart. But the companions who are you know, adult, you know, the 20-year-old companions, 30-year-old companions, they used to spend 10 years just to learn Surah Al-Baqarah. Why? Because they used to read it, they used to learn the meaning of the, of the Surah, understand it, think, you know, think properly, and then also they used to learn how to act upon that Surah, to every ahkam, all the rulings. So, barakah of the Quran, the blessing of the Quran and the guidance only comes when people read the Quran and they make effort to understand it, and also more than that, they make effort to act upon the Quran. Then the barakah come, and this is not easy. It takes a lot of time. You have come, you have, you are coming for you know for such a long time, and once a month you spend the whole day, you know, just studying. It is not easy. It takes a lot of time, thinking, understanding more. Uh, but this is the only way. There is no easy way. You know, people have to spend time. People have to sit with the scholars. They have to learn from the teachers. There is no other easy way. If a people want to learn, make it easier, there is no other easy way. What, what happens when the community becomes declined? In the time of decline, 
what becomes more important actually is not learning, not thinking, not understanding. What becomes more important actually is something which are not real. And that way I can say many, many hadith will be fabricated about those aspects of many weak hadith will be in circulation about those aspects of the religion which are not real. If you read the Quran, Quran always will ask you to do something. You know, work hard, you know, spend time, sacrifice and all those things. When you read those weak hadith or fabricated hadith, nothing. It is so easy thing, you do something easy and you get paradise. So you know, for a small thing, big reward. That is sign that they never can from Allah. Because if Allah says in the Quran that you need to have sacrifice, you need to have you know, give your life and your time and your property for the sake of Allah and for paradise, how is it possible for one thing <coughs> you say by your tongue and you get paradise? You know, if Quran is making paradise so difficult and Quran is making that you know it is not easy and you have to make sacrifices, but you can find there are hadiths which make it easier. So for example, one of the hadiths is that you know if anybody you know memorize the Quran by heart. Then Allah in the day of judgment will accept his intercession for ten people of his family on whom the fire of hell has become obligatory. So meaning is if one person in the family memorizes the whole Quran, then ten people who don't pray, don't fast, don't pay zakat, don't do hajj, do all the bribery and usury and all those things, and for them fire of hell is <coughs> obligatory, he can intercede in the day of judgment for all ten people like that. You can find hadith like that. No doubt, these hadiths never can be sound because the Quran is making very clear that people need to learn the book of Allah they need to make effort, they need to be guided by the Quran. So you can see when the time of the decline comes, people will tell you, if you wake up one night on the 15th of Sha'ban, you get so much reward. So many people's sins are forgiven. But that is not something which is mentioned in the Quran. So first thing actually understand properly that the Quranic way is to make effort to think properly, to understand properly, to spend your time and do your best. Then after that, hope from Allah that He can guide you. But it is not easy way. It is always difficult. So that actually very important. Always we have to learn. If really you are to guided, if you want to be purified and clean from Allah the only way is to spend time, to think, to make effort until Allah can guide the people. And then after that I would like to uh, you know, uh, explain two, two things which have been mentioned to Allah and then I'll start the surah inshallah. <coughs> this surah has mentioned that those people who do taskiyah, they are successful. The surah emphasizes qad aflaha man tazakka. Those who do taskiyah, they are successful. And then the surah mentions that the people who prefer this world over the day hereafter, they never can be successful. They never can purify themselves. So purification basically means that people prefer the next world over this world. And then they work hard, so they are successful people. People who prefer this world over the next world, they never can be purified and they never can be successful. So two terms have come in this surah. One is Tazkiya and second thing is Itharul Hayati Dunya preferring the life of this world. So let me explain actually what Tazkiyah means. And in this surah also you can find at the end of the surah, the Quran makes very clear that the teaching that you get from this surah is the same teaching which has been done by Prophet Ibrahim Islam and also Musa Islam. So this Tazkiyah has come from Ibrahim Islam and also from Musa Islam. 
the Quran mentions when Ibrahim al Islam built the Kaaba, then he made a dua and he said, Oh Allah, you know, I made my descendants, my children, my family to settle next to your haram, next to your house. And they're going to remain there. And this place has no fruits, nothing is there. So they are going to remain there to devote themselves to you, to pray, to establish the prayer, to establish the Hajj. <coughs> Uh, and my fear is that after a long time, they can be misguided. So if you can send among them a messenger, and who will be the messenger? Ibrahim al Islam made three, three qualities of the messenger. Send among them a messenger, yatlu alayhim ayatika. The messenger who reads to them your verses. al kitab al hikmah. And the messenger who teaches them the book, the hakam, the rulings, halal and haram, and the hikmah. And then the third thing Ibrahim asked asks was the key him and the messenger who does taskiya, who purifies them, cleans them, makes them pure human being. You know, purity from every dirt, everything, all bad characters. You know, my, uh, people become you know, very clean like angels. The three things ask. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in more than one verse that the dua of Ibrahim was accepted. And Allah sent a messenger who had got all these three qualities. Who came to read to the people the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who came to teach people the, uh, the book and the hikmah, and who came to purify people do their taskiyah. The only difference is in the dua of Ibrahim al-Islam, taskiyah was mentioned at the end. So he says, wa kitab wa When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the dua, he made taskiyah before ta'aleem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Huwa alladhi ba'atha fil ummiyyina rasoolam minhum yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim wa yu'allimuhumur kitab wal hikmah The messenger came reading the books of verses of the book and doing taskiyah and teaching them hikmah and, uh, and the book. You can see taskiyah is there but in the dua of Ibrahim and Islam taskiyah is at the end. But when Allah accepted he made taskiyah in the beginning. Why this difference came? Because Ibrahim al Islam is looking at the end. The way is when the messenger will come, he will teach people Iman, Islam. And Iman in Islam, you know, the complete actually way to get Iman and Islam in, in this religion and also in the Quran is Salah, the prayer. In the beginning, the prayer actually was you know, optional. People can do as many prayers as they like, but it was not obligatory as it became later on. Now we have got five times the prayer, all those things. So, anyway, so the way of the messengers is to bring the people to Iman and Islam. And Iman and Islam only can be established when people have got the Salah. When the people get the Salah, then they get Taskiyah. So when the Salah comes, then it, people become pure and clean. So Ibrahim and Islam is looking at the end. That's why he made Taskiyah at the end. Because people will follow the Quran and the Sunnah, they will follow Iman and Islam, and then they will be clean and purified. What Allah SWT does, did, he made the taskiyah in the beginning. Why? So people know the result. People know that your effort should be result-oriented. Why you are praying? To clean yourself and purify yourself. So if you know that the whole purpose of the religion is taskiyah, that you purify yourself and clean, so, you know, then when you pray, you will be focused. Do you understand the difference? Ibrahim al Islam, his way was that taskiyah is the end. So he mentioned Taskiyah at the end. So people have Iman, Islam, Salah, and then it will result into Taskiyah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Taskiyah before all that. Why? So when people start Iman, Islam, 
when people start the prayer, their mind always focus that whole purpose of the religion is that I am going to clean myself and purify myself. So that why I mentioned in the beginning, result-oriented effort. Islamic way basically is that whenever you make effort, think properly what is the purpose. And your, your effort must be result-oriented. It must lead to the result that you are thinking. So that why, for example, in this surah, Quran says, أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ Tazkiya came before the prayer. Why? So you focus the whole purpose that you do Tazkiya. And the way to Tazkiya is Salah. So it is very, very important to understand. Allah the way is to make people to understand the result properly, to focus on the result. Now we people go for the prayer, think properly that I'm going for the prayer. What the purpose? The purpose is to clean myself, purify myself from all the sins. And that was the hadith that when a believer does udu, udu properly and leaves his house, then while doing udu, all the sins that we have done from our face, from our hands and with our feet, all of them are forgiven. When we walk to the masjid, then every step we, we put or uh, take for the, for, uh, to the masjid, for every step, you know, one sin is removed and one good deed is added to our book of the deed. Then when you come for the prayer and after the prayer, all our sins are forgiven. You can see the prayer actually helps people for the sins to be removed and forgiven. And when people come back from the prayer, they are pure. And that's why the Quran said, Inna salata tanha anil wal munkar. The prayer stops people from any evil and from anything, anything sinful. Now, this is understand this is properly. That the teaching in Islam is that whenever you do anything in the religion, it must be result-oriented. And result is what? The end result is taskiya. So when you pray, think properly that after the prayer, you know, have my sins forgiven? Have I become more pure? I have, have I become more clean? Do my prayers help me to clean me, to purify me? You know, all my illness of you know, jealousy, hatred, lying, backbiting, enmity, have they gone? If they are going, you know, even slowly, it means your prayers are on the right, you know, right track. This is very, very important. So the thing, the, all the messengers and uh, the teachers of the Quran is that your effort must be result-oriented. For example, your children, they go to the school and they come home, they do their homework. Then you look properly that, you know, my ch child has been has going to school for one year or, you know, six months. What did he achieve? You look at the achievement. If he does not achieve anything, what are you going to do? You think really there must be a problem in the school or must be that my child is not learning properly. So people always look at the result, end result. If you ask someone to build your house and you pay him for that and he's spending months and months and nothing happening, you are not going to employ that person. You know, think properly. In every single thing, people must think the effort that I am making is that effort leading to a result or not. So the result of the religion is taskiya, to purify yourself and clean. So that was the dua of Ibrahim al-Islam, Allah accepted. And that was also the message of Musa al-Islam, because Quran said in Surah Al-Nazi'ad, that Allah sent to Musa al-Islam to, to Fir'aun, Allah said to Musa al-Islam, اِذْهَبْ إِلَىٰ فِرْعَوْنَ إِنَّهُ تَغَىٰ فَقُلْ هَلْ لَكَ إِلَىٰ أَن تَزَكَّىٰ Ask Fir'aun to do taskiya. So you can see these two great messengers, Ibrahim and Musa al-Islam both, and they have been referred in this, in this surah. In this surah at the end is coming that, you know, whatever the Prophet Muhammad is teaching, 
It is also the teaching of Ibrahim al-Islam and Musa al-Islam. You can see the both messengers, their focus is Tazkiyah. So first thing that we keep in mind, that Tazkiyah purification is very, very important. All the efforts should be resulting you know, into Tazkiyah. That is actually the purpose of Islam. If I say I am Muslim, that's not enough really. If my Islam does not make me pure and clean. And the one way I think really, there are so many communities in the world, you know, there are Christians around us, there are Jews around us, there are Buddhists around us, there are Hindus around us. And we are the people who believe that our religion is the true religion and we teach people to clean and purify. Now think really, in my personal life, you know, I am I better than the Jews and Hindus? You know, I am actually better? My, are, are my characters better than them? You know, I, you know, do I have any jealousy, any hatred? You know, any of those illness which people have got. If you think really Muslim community is better in all those things than non-Muslim community, it means you are on the right path. You are guided and you are improving yourself. So that is important. Always keep in mind that, you know, your effort should be result-oriented. A result actually, end result here is the Tazkiyah. That's one thing. Second thing I would like to emphasize is that in our time, there have been many, many efforts in the Muslim world. Many, many movements came, many organizations are coming, many madrasas and schools, and they're making effort. But the effort actually somehow, is, you know, it has never had been proper focus that the effort should be result-oriented. First thing actually, very often it was not defined that the whole purpose is that to make the, you know, uh, end result, taskiya. So many people, for example, people establish a madrasa, a school, Islamic school, Ask the people what the purpose of the madrasa is, what the purpose of the school is. Many people will not tell you, they will not know really what the purpose is. They will say education and all, but education is means. It is not the end. The end result is that you are going to produce a generation of the people who will have taskiya, who will be pure people, you know, who will be very clean people, that's the purpose. So people build madrasa, but they don't have the end result in the mind. And if some people have got the end result in the mind, they never actually check properly that the way we are teaching, is it going to result in taskiyah or not? So people are coming from madrasah, but they are, don't have taskiyah. Actually, you can see the people of madrasah also have the same problem at anybody else. They also have jealousy, they have hatred, they fight everybody, they make argument, and you can see they are not pure. So similarly, there are many, many Muslim organizations, and you know, they, like in, in our time, they have many, many political organizations, they will say that, you know, we must get a state, we must get the power, and then after that everything will be fine. Ask them what is the purpose of the state and power is. Many of them will not know the end result. End result is the taskiyah. And then ask them, tell, explain to us properly that when you get power, how this power is going to result into taskiyah. Because Quran is very clear. Quran says, Those who do taskiyah, they are successful people. So success depends on Tazkiyah. And you people say, once we get the power and the state, we'll be successful. To so tell us that how this power is connected with the Tazkiyah. And how it's going to lead. lead. You know, this is very important to understand. The people of the Madrasad, their focus has been for a long time, just Masail. Teaching the Masail, Hanafi Madhav, Shafi Madhav, Maliki Madhav, you know, you know, how to do Udu, how to pray Masail. But the focus never has been, these masail are a means to something. The end result is to, to produce people who have taskiyah, who are pure people. 
Similarly, you can see there are, you know, uh, people who are in political organization like Jamaat Islami, uh, Ikhwan Muslimin, you know, there are many, many good people among all those. But you can see many people, their focus has been, you know, the, to get the power. But never thinking how the power is connected to the end result, Tazkiyah, and how it leads to Tazkiyah. They are never thinking about that. So the always have been, the, you know, the focus has been, the people become, you know, extreme in their agendas. So people of the madrasa, you know, they are basically very extreme. They really think their only purpose is to teach masail, to teach people halal and haram, to teach people how to do udu, how to pray, and all those things, without thinking that how they can, they are connected to tazkiyah and how they can lead to, uh, to uh, tazkiyah. Similarly, many of these Islamic organizations, they are doing many, many good things. But the focus never has been the end result should be tazkiyah. That focus is not that, that's missing. So people have, you know, slogans, people actually have hardship, they actually sacrifice their life. Many, many, so many people have been killed in this, uh, in, in, uh, for their teachings. But, you know, the end result, you know, has not been clear in their mind. Or if it has been clear, they're never checking really that what we are doing, how it is connected to the Tazkiyah and how it is going to lead to Tazkiyah. Similarly, for the, I, you know, my purpose actually is not to criticize all the Jama'at. It is just because you come in the class, we want to learn and, uh, and take lessons. But otherwise, no doubt, all these groups and jamaat, they are doing many, many things good. And we really, we are grateful to them that how they have been working. But still, actually, our purpose is to bring everybody to the Quran and Sunnah of the Prophet So similarly, for the Tablighi Jamaat, for a long time, they have done so much good. But emphasis always have been at what? Fadail. The virtues of the action. If you do this, you get this reward. If you do this, you get this reward. It's all the virtues. And there's so much extreme in this matter. The only thing they keep teaching is the virtues. You know, think really that, you know, this is not, you know, virtues are not enough. You need to do things. It's not that you do fadail amal. You have to do amal. You know, think really that, you know, after the fadail, how people are become going to do amal. And then how amal is going to result in tazkiyah. So you can see another extremism is there. So some people have, you know, they have extremism of the political agenda. Some people have extremism of masail, fiqh and ahkam, like madaris people. Some people have extremism of fadail, virtues, and things like that. And similarly, you can see that many, many, you know, political, uh, many, many, uh, you know, uh, national movements in, this, in, in, in Muslim world, their whole focus always have been that is some, uh, you know, worldly interest of the Muslim community, wherever that, you know, national movements like you can see in India, in Pakistan, in Egypt, whenever national movement come, always their agenda will be something which concerns to the nation. So what the thing, always protesting and marching, you know, the, the extreme actually, extremism actually is in, in those things. They think when they protest and march, then they get right, right, you know, their rights properly. Similarly, you can see there are many religious organizations, but their concern is not Tazkiyah. They're not thinking really how to, how to bring Tazkiyah to Muslim community. Their concern always has been, or mostly has been, you know, identity. The issue of the identity. For example, if in, in France, the French government bans, you know, having, you know, headscarf, in the public, then all these Islamic organizations, they become so angry and, you know, protesting and all those things, and they really express their anger as Islam is in the danger. But they did not realize, really, the whole purpose, actually, of Islam is to do tazkiyah. Before French government could ban the hijab and the scarf, you had so much time for tazkiyah. You know, why did not you teach people properly? Now you are thinking about the rights of the women. The thing, really, same women, you never have been so much concerned to teach them. There are mosques who don't, don't allow the women to come to the mosque. There are people who don't allow the women to learn. And Tazkiyah only can come from learning. If they learn and they act properly, the Tazkiyah will come. 
So the proper other religion is Tazkiyah. For Tazkiyah, you never have any concern. But when identity comes, when hijab comes, scarf comes, then you move. You can see many religious movements, their purpose always have been those issues which are like issues of the identity in the Muslim community. But those real things for which Islam came to purify the people, to clean their heart, we have got so much space. Even in this country, nobody stops you from teaching Muslims how to pray. Nobody stops you to educate men and women. Nobody stops you. But we don't make any effort. But in Ufar Napur, if it happens sometime, if it will happen in the future, it happens, and we don't want it to happen, if somewhere in this country they ban the hijab and scarf for the women, then everybody will think Islam is now in, in danger and threat. You know, think really, is it Islam? Islam is for Tazkiyah purification. What we have done for that? And how much effort we have made? We are the people who stop people from doing Tazkiyah. When you don't allow the women to come into the mosque, they cannot come and pray, they cannot learn there. We are the people who are doing these things. And now when the scarf is burned, then we are you know, protesting. To understand things properly that you know, Quran's focus is Tazkiyah. But our focus has been certain extreme agendas and we want to achieve them. Even if you get them, nothing will happen. Because the way of the Quran is not that you Allah will follow your agenda. You have to follow Allah's agenda. What Allah wants, if you don't do, success will not come. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very clear in the Quran that there are two models. Prophetic model, the model of the prophets and messenger, and non-prophetic model. Non-prophetic model is the model of the worldly people, the kings, rulers. If Muslims follow the model of the kings and worldly people and rich people, then Allah never can help them. Allah only can help the believers if the believers follow the model of the prophets and messenger, the prophetic model. And prophetic model is what? Salah, the prayer, and tazkiyah, cleaning yourself. <coughs> to keep in mind properly that you know, don't take Islam to any extreme. And to make one thing as the main thing in Islam. Always look properly what is the purpose of Islam in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophet from Ibrahim and Islam until the last messenger, everybody has been emphasizing that the purpose of the religion is tazkiyah, to purify yourself and to clean yourself properly. So that end result, that must be clear in our mind and every effort must be connected with, the, with that result. And that's why I said in the beginning that Islam basically is a result-oriented effort. That's what Islam means. If a result does not come properly, then it means effort actually is something missing in the effort. Effort is not proper. Another thing actually, since I mentioned that the prophets and messengers, their way is not this extremism. They don't come to establish an identity on the face of the earth. They don't come to establish hijab or topi or height on the face of the earth. They don't come to bring any identity. The messengers and prophets don't come to remove the rule of certain people and bring the rule of somebody else. That's not the purpose. Messengers and prophets don't do this. What they do? Their effort always is to purify the people and to clean the people properly from the shirk, from the kufr, and from all the sins. Similarly, the prophets and messengers, they don't think this is my community and now whatever my community does, it is fine. So I have to bring arguments for them and I have to defend for them what is part of the community. This is never to do. The prophets and messengers, they look at the community properly. If the community has anything which is not what Allah wants from them, then they will purify the community from them and clean. What we have done, we have made Islam as a religion of a nation. To my nation, whatever they do, I must support. And I must get an you know, argument for, for, for that from the Quran and Sunnah. 
So for example, if my, you know, if there is, you know, university in the name of Islam, Muslim university somewhere, if we don't think what they teach, but if that university becomes in any danger or any threat, then we think our responsibility is to defend that and to fight for that without thinking really, is it the purpose of the messenger? Have they come for that purpose? We don't think like that. Understand properly that messengers and prophets don't come you know, to support any national agenda and they don't come to find arguments for that. No, they have their own agenda. They look at their nations properly, their people properly. If they follow the way of Allah and his messengers, the way of the book, then they make effort to improve them. If they don't follow, then their effort will be to purify them, to clean them until the nation become pure on the path of Allah So this is actually very, very important. If you really want to do something for your, your people, your nation, first thing is find out, find out what Allah wants from you and then make effort to bring your people on for, for those things. And anything that your people do, which is against the will of Allah against his command, then you must make effort to purify your people from all those things. This is very actually what actually happening is very often we Muslims we mix between two things, you know, community work and Islamic work. Many things we do for the sake of the community and they're very important, but we think we are doing Islamic work, not necessarily Islamic. And what I mean by community work actually is that it will be the same work which any community will do for, for its community. So, for example, if you make effort, you know, for you know, for for you know, for providing house for the people. And if you make effort, there are widows and there are orphans, they are not looked after properly. And you make effort for that. And you can say that no school in your community. You make effort for that. You know, they are good works. But these works, they are done by every community within their community. Everybody, Hindus are doing the same thing. Christians are doing, Jews are doing. They are helping their community. These are called community work. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the messengers for Islamic work to make people to worship their Lord. Then after that, community work becomes connected with the Islamic work. But if there is no Islamic work, only community work, they are not enough in the eye of Allah Because every community used to do something. People used to work hard, but they were not, they are not doing the right direction. To understand properly, whenever you want to do something in your community, first thing is find out what is Islamic work. Start that and then connect community work with that Islamic work. But if you don't do Islamic work, meaning the ibadah and the da'wah to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that community work, that is not enough. That is not what Allah wants from you. To never be confused, never, be, never mix between community work and between Islamic work. You know, understand this properly. Islamic work basically means something which is going to clean you and purify you. Another thing here actually I like to, you know, there's a few points about this I want to make very clear. You know, one another thing actually is problem for Muslim community has been for a long time is we people have started thinking wrongly that Islam is a true religion. Islam is true religion. So then Muslims are true people. That's how we think. If Islam is true religion, then Muslims are true people. It is not connected. Both are never connected. We think really Islam, Islam is right, so we are also right. Islam is true, so we are also true. This is not, this is not right. Islam is true, but we are not true. Islam is right, but we are not right. We only can be true if we follow the true religion. We only can be right if we follow the right religion. Understand this properly. Never make this argument. Muslims always have, we have this misunderstanding. We think since Islam is right, we are also right. Since, since Islam is true, we are also true. This is not true. 
unless we follow Islam, we never can be true. Unless we follow Islam, we never can be right. They don't mix between two things. Islam is right, it always will remain right. Islam is true, it always will remain true. But Muslims as a community, as a nation, they only can be true and right if they follow the prophetic model. If they do their tasqiyah, if they do, do things as Allah commands them, if they want to please their Lord, not themselves. Every other community in this world, they work hard to please themselves. And Muslims have been commanded to work hard to please who? To please their Lord. If we Muslims also start working to please ourselves, then basically we are not, we are not on the right path. We are not true. To understand, Islam basically means, Islam is true. Why? Because Islam means that you surrender yourself willingly with love to Allah You want to please Him. To every other community, they want to please themselves. And Muslims must make effort to please their Lord. If Muslims also become like other community and they start pleasing themselves, then they are not right. Islam could be right, but you are not right. Islam can be true, but you are not true. Understand, you know, take this in mind that when you do anything to please your, yourself, then you are not doing Islam. Islam means to please your Lord, surrender to Him. Any action that you do to please yourself, it never can be Islamic. Even actually the prayer, if you do the prayer, and you want to please yourself, the prayer will not be Islamic. You need to please your, your Lord. The Quran says, Allah will never accept anything except when people do things to please their Lord, seeking His pleasure. Then Allah will be happy, then it can be accepted. So let me make it very clear. Don't mix between two things. Don't, don't assume that since Islam is true, we must be true. Since, since Islam is right, we must be right. There are two different things. Islam is right, we only can be right if we surrender ourselves to the Islam. Islam is true, and we only can be true if we surrender ourselves to Islam. Another thing about Tazkiyah is to understand, you know, sometimes only people do mix. Because when you attend, when you go to the pious people and you want to learn Tazkiyah from them, the pious people, they have Tazkiyah. But they also have their, you know, uh, something, you know, uh, uh, outer, in, uh, you know, which you can see. You can see their clothes, you can see the, how they talk, what they wear, what they eat. For the people, it is easy to follow the pious people in their clothes, in their eating, in the style of talking. That's not Tazkiyah. You need, when you come to pious people, you need to learn from them the prayer properly. You need to learn from them the fear of Allah You need to learn from them the love of Allah Then you are following them in Tazkiyah. But if you come to a pious person and put on a cloth like him, you make your cloth like his cloth, you make your topi or hat like his hat, you know, on every stand you just follow him. That is not a Tazkiyah. Islam has come to purify you, to clean you, to guide you. Islam never came to paint you. Islam is not a religion of painting. It is a religion of what? Guidance and tazkiyah. Purify your clean. That also happened with many people. The people, some people will have green turban. So putting on a green turban does not mean that you are clean or pure. It is only following people in outer aspect. Religion does not come for that purpose. You need to work hard, you need to wake up in the night, you need to purify yourself, you need to clean yourself, you need to do ibadah properly. 
So this thing must be learned. That Tazkiyah does not mean painting. Tazkiyah means what? Tazkiyah means guidance and purification. And purification is connected with the heart, not with the body. Real purification comes from inside. You know, body also should be, should be clean and pure. But the real one comes from the heart. Your heart should have no jealousy, no hatred, no enmity for the people, love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, love of the people, preferring the day hereafter over this world. That's what Tazkiyah means. If you come to a pious person, and start copying him in his clothes, in his turban, in his topi and height. But don't learn from him the purity of the heart. You don't have, you don't have tazkiyah. Because tazkiyah does not mean a painting. Tazkiyah means the guidance and cleaning and purifying the heart properly. Is it clear? Another thing from here we have to learn really, that if you want to get tazkiyah, you only can get tazkiyah from the Quran and from the people who follow the Quran and sunnah of the Prophet properly. Those people who are sitting in the shrines, you know, somewhere in India and Pakistan, you can see, we go to the shrines and, you know, many, many khanqahs, people are sitting there and they have certain types, you know, certain rituals, they keep doing those things. Don't think that this is tazkiyah. Because tazkiyah is a very, very high thing, it is a very pure thing, it is done by the Prophet's messenger. Tazkiyah only can be tazkiyah if it is coming from the Prophet's, from the pure source. Tazkiyah never can come from wrong source. And now you can see many, many places in Syria, in Egypt, in India, and Pakistan, the people who are now responsible for Tazkiyah, they don't know the Quran properly, they don't know how to pray properly, they don't know the Sunnah of the Prophet properly. What they do actually is certain rituals. And they have made actually their routine and they keep doing Some In certain places, the people have certain qasida or poetry, they recite them. Some people have certain dances, some people have, you know, certain, you know, things they do keep doing, you know, every day and they follow certain to Sufi tariqah. This is not Tazkiyah. And directly, what I like, one of the great, you know, scholars of Pakistan, Mawlana Amin Hassan Islai, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he used to say that, you know, if you put a sword on, on my neck and you force me to go and get Tazkiyah from the people who are sitting in the shrines and the khanqahs, you can kill me. But I never can get and learn Tazkiyah from those people. They are not, they don't have Tazkiyah. They have business. They want the crowd to come there, but they are not clean people. Tazkiyah only can come from the people who know the Quran properly and the Sunnah of the Prophet Just think really properly that many, many of those people who call themselves, you know, pure and clean. And, you know, you can see really that what they do is sometimes dancing. The Prophet never taught people dancing is the way to clean yourself, purify yourself. He never did. We never have any hadith where the Prophet ever danced. We never have any hadith where Abu Qasiddiq, Umar, Farooq, Uthman, Ali, and Abu Hanifa, and Malik, and Shafi, and Hanbal, all the people of Tazkiyah, Ibrahim, and Islam, and Musa, and Islam, ever have done any dancing. We never found actually when the Prophet used any poetry to clean the people. He only used the poetry, you know, when people become tired, to just basically people need something worldly to enjoy, to make them like that. Then after that, come back to the ibadah. But the poetry never has been a source of tazkiyah and purification in, in this religion. It never happened. Otherwise, Quran should be in, in poetry. And Quran keeps saying this is not the book of poetry. And the Prophet Muhammad is not a poet. Poetry never, never can clean you. And Quran said that the shu'ara ghawun. The poet are followed by wrong people. Wrong people follow the poet. So poetry never can be source of the guidance. It never can do tazkiyah. But poetry can be something which, you know, when you are tired, read to little enjoyment. Like people, like you walk in, in the garden, you look in the flowers, you talk with your friends. So you need a recreation. So that can be done by, by the poetry. But the poetry never can do tazkiyah of anybody. 
So I'm trying to say, understand, if you want the main purpose of the religion is Tazkiyah. And Tazkiyah only can be done by the people who know the Quran and Sunnah properly and they follow the Quran and Sunnah properly. Any source for Tazkiyah other than the Quran and other than Sunnah of the Prophet it never can be pure source and never can guarantee. So that, you know, keep that in mind. So first thing I wanted to emphasize is the meaning of Tazkiyah which is coming in uh, this Surah and summary of that basically is, as I mentioned, result-oriented effort. Meaning is anything that you do, always look how it is going to lead me to Tazkiyah, how it is going to purify me. If it does not purify you, then something wrong in your effort or something wrong in that action. Could be action, could be right, but you are not doing properly. Like prayer, we do pray, but not doing properly. Sometime action will be wrong. So action must be correct and the effort and intention, everything must be clean. Then people can get the end result, Tazkiyah. Second thing in this surah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making very clear is, why is it that people don't get Tazkiyah? The reason is because people want to enjoy this world. They want to prefer this world over here. People want to eat. They want to drink. They want you know, to have women relation with the men and women. That's what they want. People want to enjoy. They want to waste their time. Like in our time, you can see people want to you know, watch sport and sports and game and now TV and all those things that people want. People want enjoyment in this world. The Quran is saying as long as people remain this way, they prefer this world over the hereafter. If people think enjoyment of this life is better than the enjoyment of paradise, they are not going to get Tazkiyah because they are happy. You only can get Tazkiyah when you know the real enjoyment in paradise and this world is only a place for test. This is not enjoyment. You prefer the day hereafter over this world, then you can get Tazkiyah properly. But as long as people prefer this world over the next world, they never, never can get Tazkiyah. The Quran is saying the illness of the people is, the Quran is saying to the Prophet the problem is not in your argument. The problem is not the Quran, not very clear book. The problem is in the people. They are not ready. They don't want to get Tazkiyah. They don't want to clean themselves. They want to prefer this world over the hereafter. So they never can have Tazkiyah. So this Quran is criticizing properly. And in this world, you know, one thing really is, Quran wants to open the eye. Open your eye. This word actually, you think really it's enjoyment. It's not enjoyment. The world is full of the problem. Allah SWT made the world in a way that when people see the world, they leave it. They don't like it. Any wise person never can have his heart in this world. No enjoyment in this world is real. No enjoyment is proper. Nothing can satisfy you. Nothing can make happy you. When people don't have proper eye, we hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.